So on today's episode, we're going to talk about my princess moment. It's something that I reference all the time. It's something that kind of drives my passion for everything that I do. So I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, maybe you'll find your princess moment. What's up cuties and welcome to A Little Extra with Izzy. I'm your girl, Izzy Blaze. You know, growing up, I was always told I was too much and then I embodied being a little extra. So join me for those electric highs, those disastrous lows, and all the beautiful chaos in between. Let's go! What's up cuties? Well, we found each other again here. Episode two, super excited to be here still. So the way I want to start off these episodes is with gratitude. I believe that when you share gratitude with people, it's an energy that can be felt. So we don't physically have to be around each other for us to feel that. So I'm going to be saying three things that I'm grateful for. And um, I hope that in this time, you also think about three things that you're grateful for, because we have so much to be grateful for. So today I'm grateful for friendships. You know, getting to connect with people is scary. I get it. You know, but the more that we become aware of others, we become more aware of ourselves. And that is such a beautiful gift. That is like scary vulnerability. So that is such a gift. I'm also grateful for my dog. If you follow me on social media, you know Remus is my life and he is perfect. I wish he had a phone so he could hear this. And the third thing that I'm grateful for is water because it's actually my favorite drink and I just can't get enough of it. And I'm super thankful that I like it because I know some people really struggle with it. So just remember the more gratitude you show gives you the opportunity to have more things to be grateful for. So definitely ask those around you at dinner or when you're going to go get coffee or just in general. Just think about, you know, a couple things that you're grateful for. It feels really good. So today we're going to talk about my princess moment. Now I'm 29 years old. You're like, what are you talking about? A princess? Well, you know... Growing up, we were all big fans of like Pixar and Disney, right? And again, it's, it's this introduction that society sells us of this idea, this love, this dream, whatever, this ideal, just idea of what beauty, like beautiful is or what a fairy tale is or what, you know, ideal life would be. And so we see these fairy tales, we see this happily ever after, you know, we see all these aspects of like, oh, this, the struggle and then they fall in love and they're happily ever after, you know, and I, and I knew that love sounded great, you know, but even as we grow older, love isn't enough. Love, you know, it, it, there has to be more, there has to be more, you know, I never wanted to be the girl that needed to be saved by someone that I was just like this frail, weak figure you know, just because I was a girl that didn't make me dainty or anything like that. And I just wasn't into that whole energy at all. And so I would watch these fairy tales and it was kind of interesting. You kind of see these ideas of like, oh, I want to have like my Prince Charming or my princess. I want to be, you know, like we have these like little facets of like Snow White and these animals and and all of these like highlighted things, right? Where it's like everything is like puppy dogs and candy canes, but that that wasn't real. And I would watch these fairy tales and and I'm like, God, I love I love the idea of fairy tales. I love the idea of love. Like I love weddings. I love bridal magazines. I love that. But something just didn't resonate resonate with me. And I think when I would watch these, I was like, like 
yeah, these princesses are beautiful and I love them and that's so exciting, but like this this doesn't look like my kind of princess. This princess doesn't look like me. I can't say, yeah, that's going to be me. Like that's that's what I'm going to achieve. That I'm going to be that princess. I can never see myself in that role. And it wasn't just because I had short hair or I had tattoos. It was just, again, like thinking against the grain or not doing something for the sake of like love and relationships because that was kind of a big focus, you know, like the girl needed to be rescued. You know, she wasn't the power player. And obviously now as we've gotten older, there's been these new introductions of, you know, characters of color, these princesses who look different, whose focuses aren't um, just love. You know, that's why I love Stranger Things. Stranger Things is such a great example of that because Eleven, she is strong on her own. She is independent. She is actually the strongest character, you know, in the grand scheme of things out of all the all the all of the people there. And her focus it has nothing to do with romance until later, but she is such an independent person and she has so much power that like that's what they focus on. And she was such an independent person at such a young age. She had short hair. All of those things, she was like, she was always dirty. She was a mess. She, they kept her in like this very simple clothing and stuff. And they just kind of showed her the power, the quality is her. Not what she's wearing, not her situation. Like it was, it was her. And she was such an incredible source of power that I ended up getting the 11 tattooed on me. Cause I was like, what? I just felt like little by little, I was starting to see these princesses that looked like me. There was these people that I could really look up to, even if they were younger, there was something that I absolutely admired about 11. And so I started to say, okay, well, there isn't a princess who looks like me, who thinks like me, right? And so I wanted to create this idea of something to look up to. And I was like, why can't I be that? Like, if I want to create that, I'm going to embody that because I am the princess that I believe in. I am that queen. So I started to be that. I said, I want to do something that lets people know that there is a princess out there who looks like them. And I'm not saying me, but I'm saying, hey, I chose the princess. It didn't matter what society gifted me. I made that decision for myself to create what I thought was beautiful, what I thought was empowering, what I thought was going to be something incredible. And so I became that. And now that is exactly what I am. I am this princess and I'm so fucking proud of myself because I found my own version of beautiful and it didn't have to do with my looks. It had to do with my contribution to the world, to society. Again, we're not there just to be kept. We should be fucking doing shit. You know, we should be doing shit as women. And that's what I want people to say is go against the grain, be unconventional, cover your body in tattoos, stretch your earlobes, cut your hair. Don't date. Don't fall in love. Don't be this person. Go and do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to go and learn how to change a tire and check your oil, do that. If you're a guy who wants to sew or crochet or whatever, do that. Do not let society dictate what what you can and can't do. You know, we inherently add gender to things like clothing. I have broad shoulders. I have to wear a size small in men's because if I wear in women's a medium or a large, it just it it swallows me and it's sad that even now sometimes I have to explain myself in that like we live in a society that cares about that out of everything else like instead of encouraging people to wear whatever they want because it's just a piece of fabric and we dictate that we determine it like rock the shit out of that 
I have yellow pants. I don't think I look the best in them, but I tell you what, I have friends who have yellow pants and they look so damn good in that. I said, damn, girl. Ooh, looking like a ray of sunshine from the waist down at Tehi what? And that's okay. Like, I want people to be so empowered in what they're wearing. And again, we're sold this idea of this fairy tale of this like perfect figure of this princess should be thin, should be, no, baby, only a dog wants a bone. I want you to feel so fucking delicious. I want you to know that you are the appetizer, the antipasta, the main course, the second course, the dessert, the after dinner drink. I want you to cleanse your own damn palate. That's who you should be. So when I say I want to create a princess moment, that. If you've heard anything that I've literally said right now, that feeling that you feel in your chest of empowerment where you're like, yeah, I'm going to create my own princess moment, go. They gave us the introduction. They planted the seed. Now we could either go with that and say, okay, that's enough for me. Let me just go through life with that. Or you take that and you're like, cool, that is level one. I'm going to make it into a level two. I'm going to make it into a level three. Level up. We can take what society has given us and do more with it. You know, growing up, I like knowing that I was different. I was really extroverted. I always questioned, like questioned the machismo energy. I didn't like it. I was like, just so off put by the fact that like things were just decided for us because that's just the culture. You know, I remember the first time asking my family, you know, why we did the rosary and they got so offended, but no one could answer the question why. And in that moment, my dad was just like, you know, it's interesting because we are taught all these things that saying that's tradition, that's culture, it's respect for how you were raised. But that also said that, hey, you don't even get to think for yourself even with that. I think faith is something that can be introduced to us at a young age, but spirituality and faith and religion have just been so skewed that we stray away from it. You don't have to go into a bathroom to know how a toilet works. You do not have to go to a church to know how faith and spirituality works, right? We don't have to do that. Take a sip of water. You guys can listen to this. Mm. So I knew that I was different. That's just the gist of it, right? So growing up, I was just like a little aggressive. I was just like always saying disrespectful things. I was just constantly just fighting the status quo. I wanted to be everything that was different. I didn't want to take after anyone. I was just so eager to find this individuality, right? And unfortunately, when that kind of forced me, when I came out, I tried to grasp what felt like structure because I didn't know myself, you know? Again, here I am trying to basically like fight for the approval of someone that didn't exist. The person that needed my approval was myself, you know? And so when I came out, it was just kind of like, I, I tried to say, okay, well, this is me. So I cut my hair and I started getting tattoos and it, for some people it would seem, oh, like you really tried to look quote unquote gay or queer. You know, but a lot of people don't understand that during that time, I, when I came out, it was just kind of in a rushed situation. And so I didn't really get to decide for myself because of what I thought I should have been doing. So I dated this person that kind of rushed me um, into it. Again, I made that decision. I wasn't like rushed or forced. I made that decision. It was just a little bit sooner than I would have expected it to happen. And I think... I, I learned pretty quickly that like I was grasping for whatever I had control of because during that time, one of my aunts got cancer 
she was losing her hair. And I remember going to Mexico and she didn't want to leave her house. And that was like probably the most heartbreaking thing to see was she didn't think she was beautiful because her hair was short. She didn't want to leave her house because of her hair. We were put into this idea of a culture where your femininity is now determined by your hair. We have become so small-minded that now that matters. Like you're going to lose sleep over that. That's going to keep you from finding happiness. That's going to keep you from leaving the house. There's so much that the world has to offer that that was the most heartbreaking thing. And then here I was at such a young age, so into myself. I had beautiful beautiful brown hair that I would straighten. It went like, it was probably like to my stomach. It was beautiful. And in that moment, I was like, I'm going to cut my hair for her because that's not like what I look up to has like the princess in my mind. Didn't, it wasn't about her hair. It wasn't about how she looked. It was the things that she was doing in this idea of a movie that I created. Right. So what would the princess do in my movie here? Right. Solidarity to show that that stuff doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. And I instantly started to shift my mindset in that. And it really shifted for her. She felt beautiful. I said, you're not going to be the only one with short hair. And then I started cutting it more and more and more. And I was like, I'll always have the shortest hair. Her hair grew back. She got a little healthier. I grew my hair out for graduation and then she passed away. So then I cut it again. I kept it short for a while. I said, I'm going to grow it out this summer. Ooh. And then my grandma got diagnosed with cancer. So then in that moment, I was like, what would the princess do here? Like, what would the princess do? And I was like, she's going to be strong. She's going to lead by example. She's going to step up and be the big cousin, the big sister. She's going to be the oldest granddaughter. She's going to be the daughter. She's going to be the oldest niece. She's going to step up and be the woman that she would want her to be, right? So I did that. I stepped up and I became that, right? So in that moment, that princess became a warrior. She became a fucking warrior. And so in every moment I said, you know, yeah, people are like, what would Jesus do? We'll do that. And you guys know I'm a God-fearing woman. I absolutely love it. Whatever you believe in, that's fine. But what would the princess do now in this situation? And that's when I learned that I, as a woman, was more than enough. I was able to step up in so many different facets. I was able to do so many things. All of a sudden, my hair didn't matter, right? My hair didn't matter. The tattoos didn't matter. The things that I was doing in life didn't matter. What mattered was the love that I was able to show my grandmother. What an honor to serve her, right? And what an honor to see that she was outspoken, that, yeah, maybe she did fit into this, like, this image of uh, a traditional Latino woman, you know, because it's a different generation. We can't change generations. We have to respect it, you know, even if we don't accept it. And, um, and so I started to realize, wow, like I did have princesses all around me. They just looked different and I didn't allow society to dictate that. So what I wanted to do was create an experience for myself where I said, I get to be the princess in my movie and I'm going to dictate what that princess looks like so that the people who are coming after me, my niece, my like little cousins, younger women who want to cut their hair. I want you to know that you can 
because you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Whether you do or you don't is fine, but guess what? It is okay to feel a little different. It is okay not to like what everybody else likes. It's okay to be a little extra. You don't want to be just a bare minimum. You want to be a little extra. So take the things that the world is giving you, right? It'll give you a basis of how to provide an idea, like how to, how to start an idea. But then I want you to dictate what the princess does in your movie, what the prince does. And I know it's, it may sound silly, but it is something so beautiful that kind of takes it back all the way to when I was young and knowing when I was younger that this was already something that was very different for me. And I hope that maybe you're a parent who has a daughter who maybe sounds like me or a son who sounds like me that you've met somebody who's a force to be recommended. Maybe you're dating someone who's like that. What an honor to be with that prince, a princess, while they're writing their own story and you're getting to be a part of it, right? We get to be a part of each other's stories. So my hope is that I can help change somebody at a younger mindset or maybe somebody who's an older mindset who's struggling. I'm not here again to change you, but you have the choice to change your perspective. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the time maybe... I may not be what you think I would look like. And then you meet me and it's just like, look, you may not like me, but I guarantee you once you leave this room, you are going to love me because I speak from the heart. I speak truth. And that's something that we can all get around. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like, what you do, where you come from. If you act as love, if you bring a self, there's really nothing that we can't align on. So I hope that you realize that you get to dictate your princess moment, that the things that have happened do not define us, that we can use all these things as tools to help us rather than weapons to hurt us. And overall, we get the choice. So create your princess moment. Go dictate that. And remember that there is somebody who thinks like you, who feels like you, who sees the world like you do. It's you, and that is just enough of a person to create a whole story around. So give yourself more credit because you're a fucking princess. Two minutes? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like that was good.